life is, I think, sometimes more, more art than science. Um, but obviously, it's it's both. And uh, but you just think of um, art, how you can you can make a mess of things, but actually, out of that, you can still make a beautiful picture. But when you get scientific, you kind of the the, the experiment goes wrong. It's it's kind of wrong. But we we need both, and um, the one the one sustains the other. But yeah, Viv, uh, Viv and I were just watching a, a movie that's kind of going around on Netflix at the moment, and it's just uh, it's actually out of a book, Around the World in 80 Days. And it's a story of a guy, Mr. Phineas Fogg, and when he was younger, he met the love of his life, a girl called Estella, and they got to a point, and she wanted him to come on a journey around the world, and that they could travel and just have fun. And at that point, he didn't have the courage to, to be with her. And instead, he chose a life of privilege um, at a reform club. And it says there that he sat in his normal chair. He read his regular newspaper, daily newspaper. He had his little circle of friends that he connected with. Um, and he watched the regular Oval TV. And this he did for 20 years. Um, and rather, rather boringly, and one day, you know, in a discussion with his friends, and they were talking about traveling around the world, and they, uh, he said, I'll, I'll do it, and I'll do it in 80 days. And so he entered into a, a wager with a, a kind of a friend, um, but rather a demeaning friend that never was really for him, was always belittling, and kind of, even as the story unfolds, kind of tried to trip him up. They entered into a wager and that he couldn't do it in 80 days and um, his friend was in debt anyway and was kind of thinking more of himself. And so Mr. Fogg sets off um, around the world on his 80-day challenge and if you look at him and you kind of look and you think, oh, he's an unlikely kind of a sort of character that they'd chosen. You would have thought, well, um, but anyway. Um, he goes with a, a team, a journalist, and a, a someone, someone to help them on the way. And wherever they went, they, they met opposition and, and danger. And there was, uh, all along the way, there was temptation just to, to give up the impossible. Just like, let's turn back. This is not going to work out. Let's give up and uh, go, go back. But little by little, they, they pressed on. And... Um, yeah, faced, uh, faced up to the, the impossible. And his life then began to start to have impact. He was exposed to other cultures and became enriched and he had a little bit more influence. And then towards the end of the, the journey and the, the race, he, he's waiting at a station and there was one card there and the back of the card was written coward. And uh, he waited at this clock and this Estella, his girl, arrives. Um, and um, you realize that the, his journey was always really a journey of, a journey of love. And uh, so anyway, he meets her there and you know, they, have a, they have a little dialogue and she asks about, he asks about her life and um, she says, oh, look, I had a, I had a wonderful life. And the, the, the guy I met, I got married and he was a guy that lived very passionately and but he died four years ago, and uh, uh, Mr. Fogg then asked, you know, what, what sort of life would we have had? 
And she says, no, we would have had a wonderful life. What sort of kids? You know, we would have had brilliant kids. And, uh, and then he says these words. He says, if only I'd taken one tiny step, had one shard of courage, we could have had this life together. And, uh, and then he wants to, he's now in the middle of this race and this wager and this deal. And he says, well, you know, I just want to stay with you now. I'm not going to finish this race that you called me to. That I'm, that I'm called to and she turns around to him and says no, you, you know, you, you're an extraordinary man called to extraordinary things and she encourages him, encourages him to go and leave her and, and he says if, if Bellany wins Bellany, his friend wins then, then he wins for all time's sake but if, if you go you win and anyway he goes, jumps on the the ship and he, you know, nice story ends and um, he wins and kind of the, the, I was just listening to that the, the, the story and you know just kind of spoke to me that we, you know, one cannot be frightened by life and live well we can't be frightened of life and live, live well, we can't live our dreams if, we, if we're frightened. We might miss the love of our, of, of our life. We might miss opportunity, miss adventure. It'd be so in, like, like he was, so in his world, he didn't see the world around about him. He didn't travel very far outside of his, his reform club. Um, and he just kind of did the same thing all, all, all the time. Um, I was speaking to my mom just the other day. My mom is now 95. I mean, she's lived a good life, strong, determined. And she said, you know, she's talking, when you're 95, you start talking about funerals and things like that. We never want to go and talk about that. But, you know, she's a believer. She knows where she's going. But she said, I want, you know, at my funeral, I want you, I want you to sing or want the song uh, of Josh Groban, You Raise Me Up to Stand on Mountains. And I thought, oh, isn't that, that's, isn't that a great song? You know, and uh, you've got to ask how many of us, when we die, are, are still going around mountains? And how many of us get to the top of the mountain? And I believe that, that Christ came and gave his life to raise us up, that we would stand on mountains. Um, Last, last year we were talking about just in Hebrews and, and you know, we, we to be those that persevere in faith. We do, we do have faith and it's, it's faith that inherits the promises. It's faith that gets the reward. But if we shrink back and we, we're scared and we, we, we avoid and, and, and we don't step out and all of that kind of stuff, um, those are associated with, with destruction. And we need to be a people of the just will live by faith. And uh, I think faith sometimes can be, can be scary. Um, but yet the safest place that we can be. So just listening to that story about around the world in, in 80 days, you know, we, need, we need to remind ourselves that our around the world is a great commission. That's what God has called us to. He's called us to 
go into all the world, make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the, of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything that Christ has um, taught us. And He will be with us till the end of ages. So yeah, we just felt that the next couple of couple of weeks, as, as I said, I mean, the Bible really is a, the the manual of life, and uh, you know we, we, we need to be reading this <laughs> this Bible. But just looking at you know the, the the you know how to live well, the heart of living of living well. In John ten ten, in uh, the words of Jesus, Jesus says, "The thief comes only to only to steal." And kill and destroy. I come that they might have life and have it abundantly. I come that they might have life and have it abundantly. I come that they might have life and have it abundantly. And we need to let that kind of filtrate into us. And we think we can find life often elsewhere. And, uh, you know, you go and read in John. And uh, John 10, and where Jesus says in the beginning there, he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheep, sheep fold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. And so you, you, in, in the passage you read there, there's, there's a way and there's another way. And we know that Jesus comes to our door and he knocks on our door and he is the way. And we need to be, as a people, we need to be hearing him and following him. Simple, actually. We just need to hear Jesus and follow him. And if we follow him, we find life. But it says there, the thief comes in. And he says, he doesn't come. He doesn't come knock on the front door and says, hey, I'm coming for a cup of tea. He jumps through the window or he breaks, you know, we know what a thief is. He comes in another way. And as the scriptures say there, it says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But he comes all dressed up and he offers life and uh, and abundance, but he comes in another way. And we need to be mindful um, of that. And we need to be, as we follow, and if we're looking for abundant life, we need to be following hard after after Jesus and Paul says you know uh, for me to live is is Christ but to die is gain um, and we need to ask ourselves you know is, is Jesus is he just in my my backpack is he just another thing that I carry around or is he my all uh, am I living for Christ um, and just remind us that that life is really abundant life is when we are following Christ. There are things that come, but those are another another way. Just thinking when when sin is at work, it leads us to feel leads us to feel dead, unresponsive, unexcited, bored with life. It isolates us. Um, it comes and it deceives us. Um, and everything associated with, with sin is associated with fading glory. Remember with Moses, he comes out to the presence of God and with the law, and you know, it's under the law, and 
and he had to cover his face because his glory was fading. I mean, and, um, but it says that we have the Spirit and we have Christ. You know, we, we, we live with unveiled faces and, and so if we're following after Christ and with, uh, with the, the Spirit working in our hearts and the Spirit shining in our, in our hearts, um, we don't have that problem. Um, So, let's make 2023 a year of living well. Now, Jesus tells a parable, it's in Matthew 13. He talks about, um, it's a parable of the weeds. And, you know, there's, talks about there's good, sown, good seed sown, which is the word of God, which is Christ. And talks about the the enemy comes at night and he sows sows seed and so there's there's the word of God and there's 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 other stuff and the one is from the one's from God and the one is from says they're from from the devil. Um, but in that whole story, is you know the disciples come to him and say, well look, you know, t- you know we we see you sowed good seed, but we see there's a whole lot of weeds that are growing up with it, what, what must we do? And you know, should we go and pull out the weeds? And Jesus says, no, don't go and pull out the weeds. Just, just leave them until the harvest, and then at the harvest time we'll sort things out. And then he ends with these words, and he says, yeah, but then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their, of their Father. And I think that's what we, we are to do. You know, we're living well, we, we are people that are shining. And uh, we, you know, just kind of trying to process that parable and, you know, just thinking, well, Jesus is saying, you know, don't, don't make it a goal to rid the world of weeds because you might just uproot yourself and others. Focus, focus on life. You know, just, I just looked at my lawn and planting my, you know, the, the, the lawn this, um, uh, this season. And it was kind of doing well and then the, the moles came in and then the locusts came in and then we had no rain and before I looked I'd, I'd hardly had any lawn I had more weeds than lawn and if we just if we focusing on life and seeing that our uh, that we are shining there's actually very little place for weeds if we're in a healthy place we, we, we don't leave room for, for that other stuff But not to be that our goal is to, to go and pull out the weeds. You know, just kind of, you know, I can go to Paul and I can go and look at Paul. You know, I need to find Christ in Paul and not pull out all the weeds that are in Paul. Because I might just uproot him and, and uproot myself. You know, we, do, we need to focus on, on life and focus on the Word. And the Word and that, everything takes care. But the, the, the bottom line that Jesus says that we, we need to be, when we're living well, we will be shining like the sun in the kingdom of the Father. And I kind of thought about that, and I thought, well, you know, when you, know, when you look in the mirror, and you get up, and you look at the mirror, and you look, and you kind of, you're confronted with yourself. Do you find a shining face every, every morning? And, um, you know, who's, who's looking back at you? You know, is your face etched? Is it, 
full of worry and lines and fatigue and um, was it shining like when Moses and, and we, we, we as Christians should have shining faces you go around you look at you know you, I was just looking in the shop and you look at the people's faces when they, they're shopping and I mean shopping's not a nice experience anyway I mean I can understand that but you know just uh, are, are we living well are we are we thriving is is Christ shining in our in our hearts and radiating on our faces It's the beginning of the year. We, we, we look a bit more shine and shone up now. When we get to the end of the year, we kind of look a bit haggard. I felt haggard, I must say. <laughs> but, you know, how do we stay fresh and, and alive? And, and I say it's got to be, we've got to be plugged into God. We've got to have the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit working uh, through our lives. Um, you know, Paul says there we... We're not to have a, a serious face, faith, but a sincere faith. And I kind of look back on my life and I think, you know, my, my walk with, with Christ, you know, you know have, have I taken it too seriously? And it get, don't get me wrong, I think we need to take it seriously, but have I been serious? Yeah. And, and the scripture says, no, we need to have a sincere faith, but a joyous faith. And, uh, you know, we need to be enjoying life. And uh, this is not a kind of, you know, Christ has done it all. It's not kind of up to me. I remember one time we, we planted the church in early days and we went to, we used to gather together as leaders in in uh, Carmel, and one of the guys, Craig McKellar, he was quite a dry sense of humor. He kind of looked at Viv and I walking up there, and he says, Oh, the ravages of war. And I thought, <laughs> and you know, kind of we can, you know, it's, it's war out there. But we need to find the joy in, in, in whatever we're going through. And we need to understand that. Um, we don't, we don't live in a, in a friendly world. Um, but God has given us victory over the world. But we just need to have faith in Jesus Christ and live in, in Him. Now Isaiah 60, 1-4 says, you know, Arise and shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness of peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you and His glory will be seen upon you and nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising lift up your eyes all around and see they all gather together they come to you your sons shall come from afar and your daughters shall be carried on the hip all we've got to do is arise and shine and we're going to see this So let's live well in 2023. Live well that has got an impact on the, on the lost. Let's ask ourselves, how's, how's my marriage? 
we've penned some stuff in for, for this year in uh, you know, just lighting the fire, just keeping the romance going. And it's so easy that our marriages and things like that can get crowded out. We don't invest in it and we take things for granted. We need to look at our, you know, what's, what's the state of my finances? You know, God doesn't want us to live in debt. Um, you know, if you are, if you are in debt, make a, make a plan to, number one, communicate with whoever you're in debt with. Don't just hide, your, hide away and put your head in the ground and think it's going to go away. But, but deal with it. Um, you know, people, people are gracious, but if you don't deal with it, you know, people think you're a skillum. Um, yeah, just how's our generosity? You know, to me, generosity is a sure sign of grace in our lives. That uh, generosity is rooted in grace. If we understand grace, we understand generosity. We don't understand, they, 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 they brother and sister. Going into to this year, do we, do we have vision and, and purpose? Or are we just rolling in? There's no vision, my, my people perish. They throw off restraint. We, um, how well are you taking care of your health? Are you free or weighed down? Hebrews says we to throw off the weights. We, God, Christ came to, 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 to set us free so that we can run, that we can enjoy life. Are we bogged down? How's my relationship with God and, and others? Uh, Craig, my son-in-law, is just reading, he was reading a book of the holidays. I, was, you know, I kind of said, oh, what you're reading and uh, you just spoke about the, 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 the author of the book was writing about you know we're all in different seasons and in every season we need to we need to live well you know I'm just looking at Viv and I we, we're going into a different season you know we um, yeah just a different season but it doesn't mean that we, we are now going to park off and and I don't know do what do nothing I, I mean to do nothing is to make anyone unhappy, we're all called for a purpose and and, uh, and 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 a reason, and we're looking forward to the new season, and uh, we're going to give it everything that we got. And he was just talking about, you know, he was obviously in his in his setting, he's kind of in the he's, well, he's not quite forty yet, but he's he's quite good. He's forty. Oh, he's, okay, he's forty. Um, he was talking about the forty to sixties, and but obviously all the other the other age groups. And he said, you know, the people in the, the, those ages are, you know, you're trying, to, um, you're trying to establish a career, you're trying to raise a family, you, you're working on your marriage, you, you're attending church life, and half the time you feel you're dropping the ball or you're, not, you're just not making it. And the guy goes in there and he obviously gives them some pointers, and, uh, which I thought were quite good. And he says, you know, three things you can't succeed without. And the first is grace, the second is community, and the third is prayer. And uh, we, we, we need to be so plugged into Jesus and, 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 and having His grace working through our lives. 
Uh, we, we live in a pressured world, and, uh, they, um, and with, without that, we, we burn, and we, there's so much burnout today in the world. Um, but when we run to Jesus, um, He makes it easy. When, you, when you're operating in grace, when you're out of grace, similarly, if you're out of community, we, we need each other. If you think we can do it on our own, the world has become very individualistic, oh, I, you know, on my own. But we, we need one another. We encourage each other. We, we, we're better together. Um, I'm better because of you. You're better because of me. We are better because of us. Um, and, the, and without prayer and connecting with our Father, um, I don't know. I don't know what people do. Um, and that's why you see the world is, is fumbling and struggling and, and bumbling along. Um, but the point is that in every season that, that we find ourselves in, we need, we need to find purpose and we need to say, oh, I'm going to live well. You know, Neisner, we, we can see as Neisner is, um, it's a holiday place. And it's the kind of place that we come and we, we kick off our shoes and we, you know, now I've, my, my hard work, my hard earned, and now I'm just going to relax. And I don't think we, that's God's plan for our lives. Is there discipline in my life? Are there excesses and deficiencies in my life that I need to deal with? What's functional? What's dysfunctional? We need to deal with those things. You know, don't keep on living. You know, you, sometimes you can walk into a situation and say, yeah, this is dysfunctional. Um, we need to tell one another, but we need to, we need to fix things in our lives and, and, and find life. You know, it, uh, is my life in a rut? It's just on song on a repeat, on a repeat, on a repeat. We're just going to do the repeat of last year. And I don't know about you, when I find a good song, I quite often, I just play it over and over and over. I, I like it. And after about the 10th time, I dislike it. And I never listen to it again. <laughs> um, so, that's what I want to leave with us today. Let's... 2023, Jesus came to give us abundant life. Let's suck the marrow out of, out of the bone. Let's live well. Um, amen? So, Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for um, you know, Lord, we thank you for the instructions of life, Lord, that we have in the Word, Lord. And we thank you for the gifts, Lord, and the, the talents that you've given each one of us, Lord, that, oh Lord, you are a creative God, Lord, you, um, and Father, I, I pray, Lord, for our creativity and newness and freshness and uh, vibrancy, Lord, pray for spontaneity, Lord, that we, we would not fall into the same old, same old, Lord, but Father, that um, 
Lord, as we hear your voice and as we, Lord, that you would lead us, Lord, into uh, new adventures, Lord, and even, Lord, dreams that have been parked away, Lord, that I pray, Lord, that those dreams, Lord, will be taken off the shelf. And, uh, Father, we thank you that you are the author of our faith, the beginner and the finisher. And I pray, Lord, that we would finish strong, Lord, and um, we get to the end of our lives and say, I've lived well. I've got no regrets. And um, my life has been significant and made a, um, a difference to this world. In Jesus' name. We honor you, Lord, and we just thank you. Lead us in your way and give us discernment, Lord, to, to know, Lord, then when, when things come across and would want to take us on another, another way. Um, help us to know your voice and to follow off to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Great, guys, there's tea and coffee outside.